welcome to the Avail Leadership Podcast, where our goal is to help you take your leadership to the next level. My name is Virgil Sierra, and today we're going to be talking with experienced writer and publisher Javier Cornejo about his journey in helping authors bring their stories to life. Whether you're a writer, a reader, or both, you won't want to miss the insights Javier has to share in this episode. Let's get started. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Avail Leadership Podcast. I'm Virgil Sierra, the Avail Leadership Media Host. I'm also the lead pastor of Vertical Church, Iglesia Vertical, in South Florida, where we are one church, two languages, and uh, we are uh, we have an exciting episode today, and we're going to get to it in about one minute. Just want to mention, for those of you who are maybe connecting to the Avail Leadership Podcast for the first time, uh, Avail Leadership is the premier leadership brand for the Christian leader. And our heart here is to help everybody in the art of leadership by producing resources, content, all kinds of things from books uh, every month to podcasts, videos, masterclasses, everything that's going to help to equip and encourage leaders. Our aim is to produce practical, relevant resources to help you become the best leader that you can become. And today, I have the honor of connecting with Javier Cornejo. Javier Cornejo. Now, for those of you who don't know him, uh, Javier has excelled in the publishing world for more than 14 years. Uh, in this journey, he has worked with various authors, helping them to find and tell their story in a successful way. He's the author of The Story Within You, There's More to You Than You Think. We'll talk a little bit about that as well. Uh, Javier teaches others everything they need to know to live their stories while they write them and write those stories while they live them out. Um, I had the privilege of meeting Javier at a leader's retreat, and I was highly impressed with his giftedness, with the calling of God on his life. Javier, we are so honored that you would take some time to connect with us here at the Avail Leadership Podcast, and we're excited and expecting to hear all that God's done in you and learn from you as well. Uh, so before we get into some questions, how are you feeling, and how does it feel to be here at the Avail Leadership Podcast? Hey, Virgil, thank you so much for, for that warm welcome. I'm so excited about this. I mean, just being sitting here with you, where so many other great leaders that I learned from have sit down, it's just it's just an honor, and I'm excited to see where this conversation is going. I'm excited to see what we're going to learn. It's just going to be a tremendous time, so let's enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, another interesting thing, Javier, you are from Ecuador, Ecuador, uh, in, in South America. My family's from Colombia in South America, and we realized that we have uh, a lot of things in common. We have a lot of mutual friends in common from uh, pastors to worship artists and authors. And that's kind of a fun thing we have here. So uh, every once in a while, we can throw some Espanol in la conversación <laughs> here at the Avail Leadership Podcast. So Javier, what city in Ecuador are you from? I come from a city called Cuenca. And, uh, and that's in the, in the Andes Mountains, it's a valley. My parents have yeah. passed through there for maybe about 30 years. So it's, it's been a while. It's been a while. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So you're a pastor's kid and, and Cuenca. Ecuador is a beautiful country. And uh, again, I'm so excited to connect because we have a lot of things in common. Now, now here's what I'd like to, where I'd like to start. There's a lot of leaders connected. And uh, Javier, I think your experiences, your, your, um, 
your know-how, your, your calling is really going to help a lot of people today. And before we get into some specific questions, I'd like for you to just share a little bit about your story. You know, who is Javier Cornejo? By the way, for those of you who want to know the spelling, it's actually Javier with an X. Uh, might, might sound like Xavier to some of you, but, but it goes Javier in Latin America. So Javier, what is your story? How did you get to where you are? And how can we get to know a little more about you? Sure. Th- thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. You know, in the in the U.S., my name will be Xavier. It's spelled, that's how it's spelled. But in Spanish, we say Javier. And at least yeah. where I am from, there's other ways to pronounce it. But um, thank you. Thank you for that introduction. So, yeah, I, I, um, I started in Cuenca, Ecuador. I was studying law. I was finishing law school. I was getting a Ph.D. And my parents have received um, some licenses to publish some books. But they didn't know anything about it. I didn't know anything about it. I just, uh, I was in my last year of the, of the PhD and I started asking questions like, why do we have these books? And you know, when you ask questions, you get answers. And, um, and all of a sudden I found myself um, managing a company that produces books, that was publishing books, but I had no idea about anything of it. And uh, so, but we have received an author, which is a tremendous author. His name is Edwin Ruiz Cole. He wrote a book called Maximize Manhood, and it's the, mm. the, the, one of the most wisest first people I have ever read, I have ever known. And every time I read him, just something inside of me just started coming alive. You know, it was, wow. it was, there was so much wisdom in it that it made me start a search. But I would start, so I started managing this publishing company. I had no idea about anything. I didn't know how to do a cover. I don't know, I didn't know what was a, a barcode. I don't, I didn't know anything. <laughs> so the first time we, we did a book called The Power of Potential. And I went to, the only thing I knew, it was the big bookstore that you can see, you know, like if you drive by at, uh, Barnes & Noble and you just see one, that's the only thing I knew. So I went to that uh-huh. bookstore and say, hey, I have these books. And the guy said, well, send me like maybe 20 of everything. And I was like, I only have one title. <laughs> so that, 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 that was my journey. And from there, from there, I had the chance to, to work with so many, so many authors, um, with Bishop Dale Bronner, with Sam Chan, and it's been a 15-year ride on this. Uh, Erwin McManus, I have done some of uh, Lisa Bevere, John Bevere, uh, Stephen Furtick books in, in the Spanish world, and just, just a little bit of, of everything. And during these 15 years, I have probably worked in, in, in more than 300 books, 300 titles, uh, wow. That's about that's about the amount of, of, of projects that I've been a part of, and just being surrounded by by some of the greatest minds in the world, it just makes you grow. There's it's impossible for you not to grow yeah. when you're exposed to greatness, and so that that's kind of like my journey in a nutshell. I ended up I ended up uh, being the director of the Spanish division at Whitaker House, and mm. one of one of the things you say in your question was how did you made it there. You know, and I'm, I'm going to say this, more than talent, it was people. It's always people. So Ellen right. called daughter, Joanne Webster, who used to be in charge of all the Ed Cole books. She gave all the licenses back to Whitaker. And Whitaker House said, well, we're looking for somebody that can help us in Spanish. And she said, well, I have the, I have the guy. And, and that's how I ended up. And I've been there for six years. And it's just been an, an amazing adventure. Wow. Isn't it interesting how sometimes... 
Um, the journey that we find ourselves on today is not necessarily what we were planning for or looking for, but somehow God just opened some doors. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like some doors just kind of open up and then another one would open up and then another one would open up. And look, here we are on the Avail Leadership Podcast hearing from you. That's amazing, Javier. Um, so, so you've been involved on this journey with, with so many authors, right? So many writers, uh, leaders, people who have written amazing books. Uh, you, you're saying right now you've been inspired by that. Like, how can you not grow as you're uh, reading, as you're talking, as you're in this world? Now, here's, here's the interesting thing. And I, and I learned about this when I met you, is that you wrote a book, right? You wrote your book. And, and this book is a book which, which I can, I, I've, I've already read some of the chapters and, and it's very intriguing. Uh, the title, the, I know the title, tell me the title in Spanish. Uh, La Historia Dentro de Ti. La historia dentro de ti, which means the story within you. <laughs> the story within you. This is this is the, the the book that you wrote, and I'd like for you to tell us a little bit about that journey of writing this book, the story within you, um, and and maybe anything you learned through that process. Sure, sure. So so you know, after working with so many authors for so many years, I start I start to observe what what would make a successful author, and and there are certain things that that make some authors be, we, be in a different level than others. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I wanted to write about. And at the same time, I have always, I've always been intrigued by that quote by Benjamin Franklin. I used to think that everybody should write a book. But then I found this quote by Benjamin Franklin, and it said, everyone should write something worth reading or leave something worth reading about. Mm-hmm. So here's what, here's what I realized is that some of us may write on, on pages of paper, but all of us write in the pages of life. Right. So, so here, here's, the, here's the thought is that we're all writing our story. We're all telling a story. And, and so the same things, what I realized, I started writing the book. I, was, I had this thing burning inside of me of mm. I need to share this because I believe that you, have, you only have something to share once you have learned. If you mm-hmm. haven't lived, you haven't, if you haven't learned, it's, it's very hard to have something to share. But this was, this, this was burning inside of me. And, you know, what burns inside of you is made to illuminate the world around you. And that's, that's, that was the feeling. That was, that was what mm-hmm. I was getting. So the book started to be a book of how to write a book. And after I finished the first chapter, I said, well, you know, the, the same things that, that help you write a great book can help you live a great life and tell a great story. And so the book is actually a comparison between writing a book and living a great story. That's, that's exactly where it is at. That's so good. Um, I think that uh, it's, it's a very beneficial read because as you're reading it, you kind of get inspired. You say, hey, there is a story inside of me. What is that story and how can that be helpful or encourage others? So I love that. I love that. I know, I know that you know, I know that you wrote this book in Spanish and I know there's a lot of people who, who either speak and understand Spanish or who know somebody uh, who speaks and understands Spanish. So we'll talk a little later about how people can find that book. Now, going back to, to your story, right? This career in the publishing world um, has obviously been something that's impacted your life. How would you say that your career in publishing has grown you as a leader? Because obviously, you're not the same Javier today in 2020 that you were back in 2014, right? Or 2013. How has this grown you? So, so you, you, can't, you can't be a small person when you're surrounded with big people. 
That's and good. you can't be a big a big person if you're surrounded with small people. So mm. just the fact of being exposed to these minds, to these writers, to these concepts, it just it just makes you grow. Like you just grow by association. You don't even like sit down and, and, and read there. I mean, the meetings make you grow. The the yeah. little conversations, the lunches, the dinners, um, but you have to be willing to learn. And and as a leader, you always have to you always have to learn. You know, I I have a team that I that I manage, and and I, I have to be very precise with them. I have to be strategic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the publishing world is a world that, that wasn't growing that much, and we were able to grow about thirty three percent on to, on twenty eighteen, and seventeen wow. percent on twenty twenty nineteen. We're in twenty twenty, so I don't know we're gonna grow, but <laughs> <laughs> but as a leader, as a leader. In, in this in this journey, I have learned how to see the future and not wait for it, but to create it. How do you make mm. trends happen? What, how do you make something so impactful that people want to follow? Yeah. And, and how do you make something that, that, that has your spirit and that has what God has put you inside of you, but that can be a trailblazer for others to follow? So I have mm-hmm. to think that constantly. I don't think about what people need to read. I think about what's burning inside this person that the world needs to know because that's going to illuminate their world. And so that way you always, as a leader, always have to be looking at the future, working in the present, but looking at the future. That's good. That's really good advice. You know, I think, I think that as leaders, we always need to have these two sides thinking about, okay, I'm, I'm working on something, but also I'm thinking ahead. I'm thinking about, What's next? How can I how can I make a greater impact? Who can I reach? Um, what do you think the balance, Javier? What do you think the balance is between living your story and writing your story? Because obviously, that's a little bit about this is kind of where the Lord has had you in these years. What's the difference between living your story and writing your story? And is it possible for a leader or for a person to get caught up too much in one or the other? Yeah, of course, of course, it, uh, you can be cut up in one or the other. But see, see, there's a there's a, a fine line in the balance. There should always be balance in everything that you do. Um, but yeah. but here's here here's where where in a way you don't need to have balance is to live your life the greatest way that you can with everything that you have, using all your gifts, also using all your passion. And because again, maybe you'll write a book, maybe you won't. But if you if you if you live a great story somebody will write a book about your life. Mm. So if I'm going to be caught up in one side or the other, I'd rather be caught up in the side that's living <laughs> a great story. But uh, for others, for, for others like me, like writing is, is my passion. I, I, I kind of have to express it because I don't, I don't write because my mind has something to say. I write because my soul has something to share. And, mm-hmm. and, and from that perspective, I cannot live it in. That's my art. But whatever it is for you, if, if you know, if, if communication is your art, if, if, if leading is your art, if, if painting is your art, you know, just leave it in a great way. Try to be the best at it, because even if you don't write about it, somebody one day will write about what you were doing. So you can get caught up just by trying to do both. Now, if you could write a book, then that's that's perfect. But try 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 for the book to be the essence of who you are. You know, so many leaders fail because. They try to write things about a message that they learn, something that they teach, but but it's not it's not who they are. So I was taught yeah. this principle by Erwin McManus that said, if there's no tears in the writer, there's no tears in the reader. 
which means that mm -hmm. everything that you do is going to be translated to the people that receives it. So you have to do it with that passion. So again, um, the balance, if there is a balance, you should always try to live a great life and be the best at what God called you to be with your gifts, with your passion, with your abilities. And then if you cannot write it, somebody will write about your story. <laughs> That's good. That, that's a good point because um, I think a lot of people get kind of stuck on that. I want to I go a little deeper into something you mentioned right now because for those who maybe do, hey, I, I have a book in me or I think that there's something I want to write. You said, you said you don't write because your mind has something to say. You write because your soul has something to share. I think there's something there that's important to, to go into because I think a lot of people might think, oh, I'm going to write this book because I want to put more information in people's minds and I want people to, you know, to learn everything I know type thing. And, and that could be almost like, okay, yeah, you can do that, but the, how effective it's going to be or how truly impacting it's going to be. Can, can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. So, so, so what, I, what I'm talking about is about writing about who you are. What's your message to the world? Uh -huh. it's, not, it's not something I preach on Sunday. It's what I live every day. Because mm -hmm. most pastors, like most things in life and most leaders, when you're going to do a sermon, what do you do? You study that topic. And maybe mm -hmm. in two, three weeks, you forgot about it because mm -hmm. you just wanted to, to share that. But yeah. it's not who you are. So what's the core message in you? What, what is that that God has put inside of you that's burning inside of you? That, so the, normally the question will be, what's that one thing that you cannot live this world not having shared? It? That, that if you good. could pass it to your kids, to your grandkids, what is that message? What is that that's burning in you? Because I believe that all of us have something that God put inside of us that's, that's burning for us. Because again, like yeah. I said, I think that what burns inside of us was made to illuminate the world around us. And I just think that every one of us has a light from God inside of us. And when we live our story, when we share our story, we made the world a brighter place. But if you're not able to get it out, um, then, then the light that was within you will never illuminate the world. So, but, mm. but one of the really, really important things, and I think it's, it's good to mention it here, is that there is not one way to write in a book. There is different ways. There is as many ways as there's people in the world. So yeah. a lot of people get frustrated just because they, they don't know how to write it. And they just think that there is just a process that you cannot change. But all the process can be changed. You just have to learn what is the, what is the style that works for you. For example, for me, I wrote both of my books. I wrote it on my cell phone. Mm. That's, that's how I did it in my notes, in my cell phone. I know I have an author who is one of the... The, the great leaders in Latin America, the, the head of front books on the family. And the way that he writes, it's about we do uh we do all this the we do all the template of how the book's gonna be uh -huh. like. We do the questions, then I call him, I ask him the questions, we record it and the interview, and then we transcribe it, and then we send it to an editor, and he comes back, yeah. and then at the end he he looks over everything. Because here's the thing: one of his greatest qualities is that he can share a message in a way that while you're listening to him, you feel like he's giving a, like a massage to your soul, to your heart. Uh -huh. and, and, and sometimes you can't translate that in writing because maybe your gifting is in speaking and not in writing. You know, there's, there's, different, there's different places. But when we did this, now when you read his book, you can feel like if he's talking to you, like, like if he was <laughs> sharing on that. So it, it, just, it just makes a difference. So 
do not get frustrated because of balance of how you do this or how do you do that? Because a lot of people will get frustrated for not finishing a book. One of my friends who's uh, one of the most famous actresses in Mexico, uh, we were working on a book and, and she, she told me, she said, she sent me a, a, a text that said, hey, I didn't know, but writing is probably the hardest job I have ever done. <laughs> so it, it takes a lot from you. And, and, and that's why people can get frustrated. That's really, I think, I think it's a good point to, to understand that it doesn't always have to be the same way. It's, it's not cookie cutter. And I think as a musician and a, and a, and a composer of music and, and a author of songs, I can testify that it's the same thing with, with music and writing a song. Everybody doesn't do it the same way. Every songwriter doesn't have the same technique. Um, and how boring would life be if everything was always the same? So I think that's a great point uh, that there's no right or wrong way. I think it comes down to what you're saying is just that authenticity. Now you're talking about working with different authors, different people. You, you've partnered with publishers, you've partnered with authors for so many years now. Uh, what practical advice would you give to leaders that want to, they want to collaborate more effectively in the different areas, whether it's, you know, whether it's something like this specifically or collaborating on a project, collaborating on a, on a vision, collaborating in ministry. What advice do you have? Well, you, you just you just said that you just said the words that I will say is just collaborate. <laughs> that it all goes to that word, and and see here here's the thing: if if you can if you can achieve your dream by yourself, your dream's too small. Wow. If you can if you can share your life message by yourself, your life message is too small. You always mm-hmm. need people. We were talking at the beginning of this conversation about how I ended up over at Whitaker House, and and I I, I always say it, it was never talent. It was always people mm. and it's relationships that, that get you where you need to be. So if you want to, if you want to really be a great leader, if you really want to re- uh, live a great life, tell a great story, be a mm. mas- a master storyteller, you have to include people. There's no, yeah. there's no other way. So you have to collaborate because here's, here's the thing that I learned is that sometimes the greatest idea for you is not in you. Somebody else has it. So the key that opens your destiny, somebody is in somebody else's ideas. And so if you don't collaborate, how, how can you expand your worldview if you don't collaborate, if you don't communicate, if you don't exchange ideas, if you don't create that space, you can't, you can't grow. That's really good. And I think that's, I think that's so true. I think that sometimes we underestimate how important relationships are. Um, when we look back, of the story of our life, generally speaking, we're remembering, oh, when I met that person or when when we were at this event and when I had that conversation, right? All those kind of big important moments in our lives are usually connected to, 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 to a person, to somebody. So I love that. I think that's a good word for all the leaders listening in or watching this video right now. It's so important who we're associating with who we're connecting with Javier's experience, right? Just, just being, being in the room sometimes, you know, in those moments can, can really just impact and make a difference. I'm sure Javier, if you had, uh, if you could just kind of go back and write down, you'd probably remember that talk in a coffee shop, that lunch with the pastor, that, you know, that, that, uh, phone call, you know, with that leader, uh, it really sparked something. Would you say, would you say that, that that's what led you and drove you to to re- begin writing your book, your first book? Yeah, of course. Well, it's just being exposed to ideas generates ideas. So being right. exposed to greatness generates greatness. 
So mm-hmm. you have to be really intentional about who who do you relate with. And there's something very important in what you were saying that really that 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 really is is been something in my life. And I was traveling in Colombia. I was in Colombia with with Erwin. And we beautiful country, the, beautiful country, beautiful country, beautiful country. We were there in Bogota, <laughs> and um, and he said something to the people because the people came to him and said, uh, "If you're not too tired, would you want to go to dinner with us?" And he said, "Of course, absolutely." But but these are the words that really impact me. Is what he said next. He says because. Places, places are, are beautiful, but it's people that make them unforgettable. And so, right. so, 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 so see, just being next to him when he said those words, it expanded. Yeah. Me. So that's, that's kind of what I'm trying to say that, you know, that's what, what you need in order to, to be great, to do great. And, and if it's you want to do great, great things, just be surrounded with great people. And you just have to be smart enough to know how to get into the room. <laughs> and, 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 and the thing is, most people don't get into the room because they're always looking for what they can get instead of mm-hmm. what they can give. If I can yeah. tell you my, my journey, every person I was connected with, how, how everything has played out in my life, it was because I, whenever I entered into a conversation, whenever I got into the room, it was never to get. It was always to give. That's the only, good. As, as, as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer the purpose is not something that comes to you. It's something that gets out from you. So, so many people say, I don't discover my purpose because they're looking for something that they can get. The purpose is not something you can get. Purpose is discovered in, in everything that you give. And so yeah. that's kind of how it works. And of course, it pushes you. If you're surrounded with others, you want to be an author. That's really good. Um, by the way, that's just a side note. That's another reason to draw close to God. Because when we're close to him in that relationship, that can open up a door to, to things we can never even imagine. Um, but this is really good. And, and Javier, I'll just, I'll just uh, testify that in my life, what you're saying is what I've seen. Uh, being able to just get around people, right? And get inspired by people. And if you don't know where to start, you know, find out about the next conference. Find out about the next, you know, uh, event where you can learn and grow and get better at whatever it is that you do. And you'll be, you'll begin to rub elbows with some people. You'll begin to hear some voices. I think that's really good. Now, and I have another question, Javier. Um, there's, there's a lot of people, for example, who, who I think have probably at one point or another said, hey, I want to, I want to write my story. I want to write my story. I want to write a book. But some people, I think, can easily feel intimidated by it because, hey, I've never done it before. I don't know if this is possible. I don't know if I'm good enough, right? Or not only intimidated, but maybe unequipped. Like, I, 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 maybe nobody wants to hear my story, right? And so what, what advice or what encouragement do you have for somebody who's kind of in that position of saying, hey, I've wanted to do something like I've wanted to write my story. I've wanted to write a book, but I'm intimidated. I feel unequipped. How could the ball get rolling? How could they start that process? Well, I, I like, I like starting by, I feeling unequipped. <laughs> That's where I like to start <laughs> because at least, at least you're admitting that there's something that you need to learn. If you don't feel unequipped it's because you don't know that there's something you need to learn. Mm. You know what I mean? So if, yeah, you know, if, if, if you're scared because you don't know if you might be able, it's because you have to grow to be able. So, but, but um, the way to do it is, you know, it's, everything is intimidating as, until you start taking the first steps. And yeah. so the first steps are, is always find people who have done it. So the way, the way I did it when I was struggling to write a book, because even though 
I have worked in so many books. When when it was time to write mine, I was struggling at, at, at some points. And but my, my mind kept on taking me, well, if so many people have, have written it, why why can't I do it? Mm-hmm. And so I started with that in mind. And so once you start with that in mind, you can ask questions like, who do I know that have done this? Who mm-hmm. who can I who can I talk to? Who can give me guidance? Yeah. You know, and, and even and even who can tell me if this if this is the topic? How do you get that that people? And there's always people around that, that can help you out to find out how do you do it. But 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 see that the the first step is what you just said is feeling unequipped because you can mm. only feel unequipped if you know that there's something you don't know. <laughs> and so it, it, it's it's fine to feel that way, but just go to people that have done it. If you're a leader, you probably have a lot of friends that have written books. Probably have a lot of friends that have given talks. So mm-hmm. start there. Because everything goes from one person to another. You know, when you do things in excellence, people start recommending you and, and things are going to move from one side to the other. And so start there. Ask questions. Yeah. Um, start thinking, here's, here's something that I really love when, when writing, when starting a book, is just to think of this. What's the journey of the person when they're going to start reading the book? And what's going to be the journey when they finish the book? When they, when they get to the last chapter, how do I want them to feel? What do I want yeah. them to do? So how are they feeling at the beginning and how are they feeling at the end? If you already know this, you kind of have to, you kind of see the steps that they need to take from go from A to, to B and from B to C. And so, but if you start saying, this is, this is how a person that, that's going to write my book is feeling with regards of this topic. And here's mm-hmm. what I want, want them to finish. You already have, uh, you already can see a blueprint but yeah. then, you know, ask, ask questions, ask, ask friends. Um, it is, writing, I said, it's hard work, but, but it's doable work. We all have the capacity to do it. That's good. I think what I heard you say there towards the end is also is, is kind of a good place. Obviously, you want to ask questions, uh, see who has done it before to learn from them, but also like starting with the end in mind, right? It, it, hey, I want to do a book. But not just thinking, okay, what am I going to write? Thinking, where do I want to take them, right? What, well, what do I want the result? Yeah, to but be? not necessarily. Okay. So, not necessarily, because some, some, I, I found this, this, all, all these different types, uh, types of authors. I know this uh-huh. ones that some authors that they know where they want to begin, that they don't know where they want to end. <laughs> I know another ones that they know that they know where they want to end, but they don't know how to begin. Right. And I know other ones that don't know where to end or where to begin, but they know what, <laughs> what they want to write about. Uh-huh. So that's why, so that's why my, my first question is always, where is the reader when he's going to pick up your book? What are the questions in his mind that, that your book is going to answer? How are they feeling about mm-hmm. it? So once, once you think there, you can think, okay, so at the end, this is how I want them to feel. Okay. Or if you start with the end of, if you start with the end in mind, which is always a, a great thing, especially when you want to live a great story. If you want to mm-hmm. live a great story, you you should always start with the end in mind. How mm-hmm. you want to be remembered? That's just one of the best things you can do to live your life intentionally. And but see, you can you can see where they want them to end, but immediately try to think where they're starting, because you don't meet people at the end. You meet you meet people where they are at. Mm-hmm. So you got to know good. where they're at. That's really good. Um, so Javier, you're a person who I can tell is passionate about what you do. You, you have passion for what you do. Um, 
here's, here's the next question. In, in the midst of a busy life, and I know you're a busy person like I am and like most leaders out there that are connected right now, how do you make time for passion projects, whether it's writing in this case or, or other things that are some, something that we're passionate about in the midst of, a, of just a busy life? How, how do you find that space for passion projects? Well, I try, I try, to, I try to do everything I, wanna, I don't want to left undone. Mm-hmm. So... With that in mind, I'm trying to be intentional about my time. And, and I know where, when do I need to do everything. So it is busy. But see, here's where it comes, this concept of intentionality comes to mind. And that's one of the greatest concepts I have ever learned is that intentionality limits your decisions. So your decisions don't limit your destiny. Okay, that's good. Say, say so that again, that's good. Intentionality limits your decisions. So your mm-hmm. decisions don't limit your destiny. Because... Because most of us, most of us will say we're intentional about, about what we're doing, but are we really? Right. So, so we, we think we're intentional, but we're not. <laughs> it's, like, it's like people say, well, I make logic decisions. I make my decisions based logic and everybody else makes emotional decisions. That's not true. Everybody makes emotional decisions, but they justify it with logic. It's mm-hmm. the same thing with intentionality. So how, how can you be really intentional about your projects or about what you really want to do? Because here, here's, the, here's the bottom line out of all of this, is if you have a toothache, when are you going to go to the dentist? Right away. <laughs> exactly, because it's painful. Yeah. So those things that you're passionate about, in a way, you have to feel that pain of, of leaving them undone. So when, mm-hmm. I, when I wrote my book, one of the questions, in, one of the things in my head was, I want this book to teach my son everything that I have learned. If I were to die mm. tomorrow, I want this book to be his guide. I want to be, this book, he can read it and say, here's what my dad lived. Here's what he knew. And so that, that gave me like greater intentionality into not leaving things undone. And so as a leader, again, if you have a toothache, you're going to go to the dentist. Mm. So what, what are those things inside your soul that are, that are hurting you not to do them? Because once you identify them, there's other things you can delegate and you can yeah. move towards what you really, really, really need to do. That's really, really good advice to all the leaders connected right now. I think there's so much we're, we're gleaning from this conversation with Javier Cornejo. Uh, Javier, we, we, we have a, uh, a few more uh, minutes left here in, in this podcast. Um, I have a question kind of connected to what we've been just everything we've been kind of talking through here. Um, and I think the, I think your the answer might be it it varies right from person to person. But do you find that you need to be alone when you're creative, or does it help you to be surrounded by others to a certain extent? And again, this might be kind of one of those questions of it depends. But w- what's your thoughts on this? <laughs> well, yeah, it, you, here, here's here's my 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 thoughts before I tell you how I get creative. Um, <laughs> you have to learn. Every person has to learn what's the space where they get creative. We all get creative some, some way or another. But see, mm-hmm. one of the reasons, we, so most people with sometimes will have ideas while others can generate ideas. And there's right. a difference. When you have an idea, it's just because it came to you. When you generate ideas, it's because you, you are, you, you're capable of creating them and thinking them whenever you want. But the, the, mm-hmm. here, the, the, main, the main thing is, when, do you, when are you more creative? Have you ever take the time to say, well, yeah, this is a time where it sparks my imagination. 
for most people, or for some, or a lot of people, it might be the shower. That's the place where you imagine that you're winning awards, that you're like the best at whatever you want to do. <laughs> but then you get out of there and then you don't do anything. And then you don't have ideas. And people say, I'm not creative. We're all creative. So, so for me, for example, one of, when I'm going to write, I need to be alone. If I have noise, I, get, I, I can't concentrate. Mm-hmm. And that's just me. For me, every every word I write is like music, and I just I just need to hear it. And mm-hmm. but but see, my editor, she's a writer too, and the way she writes, she can have music in the background, she can have people talking. Now, it is good, even if you if you're creative alone, it is good to have somebody you can discuss your ideas, because mm-hmm. there's people that can make your ideas greater, that can make your ideas better. It's it's hardly ever. I have hardly ever seen a book or that started with, with the idea the author had, and at the end it was exactly the same. <laughs> because there's there's power in, in 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 collaborating, there's power in ideas. But but again, this is type one of those things that you gotta you gotta be able to take the time and identify when you're most creative. Yeah. What what things? So for example, for some people looking at the ocean, they get inspired, they get creative or listening to a song, or reading a book? What's that book that you go back to whenever you need to, 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 to learn about leadership? For me, for example, one of, one of the places where I get creative is um, there's this movie called Midnight in Paris, where there's this struggling author that starts going into the past and meeting with Hemingway, with other people, with Picasso, and <laughs> just the conversations start sparkling ideas. So I already know that sometimes when, I'm, when I feel like I'm blocked, that's what I'll do. I'll give my mind time to, 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 to think. And, and so I'm intentional, again, with generating ideas. That's really good. This conversation has been so good. Um, Javier, before we go into how people can connect with you, I guess here's one last final thought. This is no good. Um, 2020 has been a year in its own category. Uh, what would you say, maybe just in, in, a, in, a, in a few thoughts, um, how has 2020 and all of the challenges of 2020 changed your perspective on leadership and life in general? And also, you know, the, the shift of maybe some people working at home, you know, instead of work and vice versa. How has this affected your life? How do you see this affecting people in general? Because 2020 has been a challenging year. Well, you know, it, it changed the way we, we were living. Mm-hmm. And, and now we're more intentional about life. So before, yeah. you know, your mornings, every morning looked the same. Every day looked the same. Different struggles, the same routine. And all of a sudden, you're in this place where now you don't, you don't have control. So in a way, I think it, it helped us to be more conscious about, about life. And, and here's a funny thought, though. You know, people call it the new normal. And, and it's, just because, it's just because they feel like they don't, they don't have a handle on life. Mm-hmm. But the truth of the matter is we never did. You could, have, you could have been coming down the stairs and fell down. You could have been in your car and crashed. So we were never really in charge. But now, since everybody is not in charge, now we're feeling like, well, we're in trouble. But, but here's one of the greatest things I think I, I learned in this, is what is really important to you. Because when, when, the, lock, when the lockdowns came, when, when everything was closed, what was important to you? What was those things that you were missing? Who is, this people, who is the people that you wanted to be around with? So for me, one of the things is being more intentional about my conversations, more intentional yeah. about my relationships, 
I, I was when I visited my parents in Ecuador, it was because I was traveling and I take a few days to visit them and then come back because it was so busy because I have other trips. And, and all of a sudden I find myself thinking that my other trips, they're secondary. My family is first. And, and you know, you never know how long you're going to have somebody. So you better appreciate it while you have them. And it's the same thing with leadership. You have great people in your team. Appreciate them. Make, be intentional about the conversations, how you lift them up, about how you like see their future, about developing their potential. And, and for me, this is something that, that this team brought me perspective. It was perspective on what it is, what is really important for life. And I think, and, and I see people, a lot of people, and the other thing that I really like that I see people having is people have brain bent themselves. You see people trying to sell stuff they were never selling, doing jobs they were <laughs> never going to do. But for some, it was, the, it was the, the moment where they were able to go into what they always dreamed to do. Mm-hmm. Because that, now there's no choice. There's no work. There's nothing to do. You're stuck at home. And all of a sudden, it, it gives you, give you the chance, it gives you the opportunity to reimagine life. And, and even though it's been harmful, uh, uh, really painful, I had yeah. my grandfather pass away uh, about in July. I couldn't even travel to see it. So it's, wow. it's a, it has affected me personally. But see, one of the, the beauty of this, even in the midst of pain, is that people could reimagine a new life. They could mm-hmm. see what it was really important to them. And I just hope that when everything goes back to normal, they can chase their dream and they can chase their life and they can live a great story which that is what I'm, what I'm here for, to see how people can lead and tell a race story. That's so good. Um, that's so good, Javier. This conversation has been really encouraging for me uh, and I know for all the leaders who are connected. Um, a couple things. How can people connect with you on social media? How can they find you? Well, they can find me either on Instagram or Facebook. And it will be my name, Xavier Cornejo, C-O-R-N-E-J-O. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, they can find me there. Beautiful. And what about for those, you know, I, I know there's some books coming up in the future, which we'll, we can get into in a second here. But as far as uh, La Historia Dentro de Ti, The Story Within You, it's a Spanish book. Where, where could Spanish uh, speakers, readers, or people who know some Spanish friends, where could they find that book? Well, The Story Within You right now is available on Amazon. Might be the mm-hmm. easiest thing. And you, you can find it in, in different several websites. But I think if you go to Amazon, you will find it. And yeah, like you said, there's some Good projects coming in the future. Yeah. Do you want to tell us about anything that's cooking up? Well, I'm excited. I'm excited. I have a I have my my first my first book coming out in English. Nice. And that'll be in, in March 2021. And so I'm excited about that because you know, <laughs> here, here here's the thing. I didn't I didn't think I could write after I wrote the story within you. I didn't know what, what else I was gonna say. And and let me tell you that what it's coming is better than what it was. So I'm wow. so excited. I'm so excited. We can't wait to, to hear more and see more of what the Lord's put on your heart to come. I'm sure here at the Avail team, we'll be, we'll be on top of those details and, and hearing it as it comes out. Um, for everybody else who's connected right now and, and Javier as well, one of the cool things uh, at Avail is we have the Avail Journal. Javier, I'm sure you're familiar with it. I'm sure you- Yes, I have. I'm subscribed to it. 
<laughs> we want to offer and make sure that everybody connected knows you can get a free annual subscription of the Avail Journal by going to availjournal.com. This journal, I'm holding here one of the uh, past editions, but every this comes out quarterly. It's an amazing leadership journal or magazine. The quality of it, the content, the leadership uh, gold that is in here is really, really worth it. Make sure if you don't have that subscription yet, you can subscribe. You can get an annual, free annual subscription by going to availjournal.com. Have you had a chance to take a look at it uh, in the past, Javier? Yeah, I mean, I have all of them. So, <laughs> you know, as a leader, you can't, you cannot learn. If you're, right. if you're, if you're not learning, you cannot be a leader. And and some of the minds that are right there and the comment in, in the Abel in the Abel Journal is just is just insane because yeah, it will it will, it does really expand your mind. So good. So good. Hey, Javier, let me just take a moment to say thank you so much for um, pouring into our Avail Leadership world and all the people that connect to this podcast. Uh, let me just say, I, I really, truly admire what God has already been doing in your life, what he's done, what he's been doing, but I can't wait to see what's next. On behalf of the Avail team, we're proud of you, Javier. Uh, we honor you, brother. We can't, you know, we're, we're excited also to see uh, what comes out of all these years of experience that you've already had, there's so much. You've been, you've been learning from so many people, but now there's going to be a generation that's going to be learning a lot from you. So on behalf of our Avail team, thank you for being a blessing, for spending this time with us. Um, it really has been a, an honor for myself and for, and for our team. And, you know, why don't you just take a, another minute or two and just share some final thoughts with everybody connected here? Sure. Well, thank you so much. You know, it's, it's just a great honor. Like I said, I'm sitting talking with you in a place where so many great leaders that I admire um, have talked. So it's always, it's always a, respons- a responsibility and it's always a privilege. And, and just, you know, I can just tell people to just go out and live a great life, be a great leader. Uh, it's never about talent. It's always about courage. You know, people with the best jobs, with the, be- the best leaders are not the ones that had the most talent, are the ones that had the most courage. And mm. if you want to live a great story, if you want to, write a great book, just be courageous. If you want to be the best or whatever you want to be, just take the steps. Just be courageous because life expands or shrinks according to your courage. And, and so many of us have, have shrink our life to the level of our courage. And sometimes I think that what we call the comfort zone is just the borders of our courage. Hmm. That's how courageous we are. And we say, yeah, it's just a comfort zone, but in reality, it's just we're scared to go in far away. <laughs> we don't want to leave the, secu- the safe zone, the security zone. But that, that's what makes a great leader is, is uncertainty. Every leader, he goes the way. It doesn't matter. He doesn't see the space. He doesn't see beyond. And so live a great story. Tell a great life. You can only do this when you're courageous enough to pursue the life that, that God created you to live. And here, here's probably one of the most important things I can ever say is that when a man or a woman tells their story, writes their story, life stands up and claps because they have written something, the life, the death cannot erase. So when a man or a woman writes their story, life stands up and claps because they mm. have written something that death cannot erase. And that's the greatness of, of a man or a woman when they tell their story. They, they leave a legacy that nobody can take away. And so that's why we all need to live this great life and tell a great story. 
I love it. Hey, everybody, you heard it from Javier Cornejo himself. Tell a great story, live a great life. And hey, this has been a great podcast. I want to thank you for taking the time to invest in your leadership, listening in on this conversation with another great leader, Javier Cornejo. Might look like Xavier on paper when you look at it spelled out. Uh, Remember, you can look for his book, La Historia Dentro de Ti, The Story Within You, uh, on Amazon, and much is to come in the future with Javier and some other projects that are coming up. Remember, if you haven't, you can subscribe for an annual subscription of the Avail Journal by going to availjournal.com. And also, if you're looking for a little bit of community with other leaders online, you can join our Avail Leadership Connect Facebook group by going to availleadershipconnect.com. Just another space and place to connect with other leaders. Thank you, Javier, for being with us. And thank you to everybody who's connected once again here at the Avail Leadership Podcast. Catch you next time. We hope you've been inspired by this conversation with Javier Cornejo. Remember, you can get a copy of his book, La Historia Dentro de Ti, on Amazon. For more leadership resources, check us out at availleadership.org. Make sure to claim your free annual subscription of the Avail Journal at availjournal.com. And if you'd like to connect to our growing leadership community on Facebook, visit availleadershipconnect.com. As always, thank you for connecting with us to learn the art of leadership here at the Avail Leadership Podcast.